The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 26th. 2021, and it is the release of the 2021 Firecracker, and this year, Nick Melillo is going to take a crack at it with the wise man Firecracker. We have Nick joining us live here. Everybody, welcome to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Ed Sullivan, I uh, would ask everybody on Facebook to jump over to YouTube or Odyssey, but I can't because they can't hear us, right? They cannot hear us. But Barry threw up a message indicating that they should jump Ah. onto the YouTube, so we should see a spike on the YouTubes. All right. Anyway, uh, Nick Malolo is here with us. I hate Facebook, uh, but that's beside the point. Hey, Nick. Great to be here. (laughs) Great to be here. Wouldn't miss it. Always something going on. Uh, What's going on with you? You know, just trying to stay sane in an insane world. Did you, know? you uh, it's recently great to decide be here. to become a Mormon? Is that a... Yeah, not for more men, but for more women. I like yeah. that. More yeah. women. Yeah. yeah. It would be a better thing. Yeah. I'm so, going with uh, the multiple. I'm getting married uh, three times. Yeah. No, I'm totally joking. Yes. Yeah. yeah not an at in the horizon? No. No? No. No. A lot of prospects. Yeah. But, good. Uh, yeah. I think that makes you a wise man. Wise man. Well, that's not what we're going to smoke first, but uh, we're going to smoke, um, what are we going to smoke here first, Barry? Well, today's first cigar is the Chadero Cabano, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Foundation Cigar Company. The size that we're lighting up is a four and a quarter by 50 Rothschild, and it features a Habano Ecuador wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single will set you back five eighty nine. dollars why a box of 20 is just $102.99, which comes out to just $5.15 per cigar. It's a savings of almost $15 or 13% off the box price from twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Do I dare say this before I even light it up? And I am going to say it because... I'm on the receiving end of a great deal here, but I got to let you know, if there's such a thing as an underpriced cigar, this is it. You know, we get that from time to time. It's the truth. I'm- it's a great cigar. It's a, it's a really great cigar. You know, it came out better than I could have hoped. It was 10 years ago, people was, would be putting charting uh, cigars, $5 great, great cigars. And here it is 10 years later. There isn't a lot of choices of of cigars at There's $5, not. let alone bundles. great cigars. You can get bundles for $5, but... Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I it, it was a homage. It is a homage to Connecticut and the the brands of old. Yeah, and I wanted to create well, a Rothschild, new Rothschild. Just to say Rothschild. That's old school, right? Yeah, I love it. You know, I love the tra- the traditional sizes. Uh, we do do a six by sixty in all the Charter Oaks. Yeah. Um, I personally, I'm more of a, a traditional ring say a ring gauge kind of guy, but um, yeah, I think it's uh, uh, for the price. For the blend, it's uh, we get that a lot, and we say it every time we light it up. In the morning, we have it a lot. Yep. We, this particular exact set cigar, we have it a lot. But in the you know, when it's in stock, can you get your shit together and yeah. so we're I can trying. Have some more? Yeah. We're trying. We're trying. But you what know, do we say each time. It's like the first time every time we light it up and we go. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The price, really, it's it's a crazy. I was smoking a Maduro the, the other day, and I was saying the same thing yeah. as I was smoking it. Well, Dave, you may not be aware, but that was the Ashhole Cigar of the Year. I am not aware. Yeah, Nick yeah. joined us for that okay. episode. All right, Cigar I gotta give a uh, I gotta give a shout out before we do the cut. I gotta say to Alex M, you're not only losing the DJ battle, but you owe your mother in law fifty dollars. <laughs> That's it. As you were. All right. Would I go too long? Has anything to do with what I did? Why does it always have to do about with you? Is, are we talking about me? Nope. Well, I'm losing interest. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's time to cut our cigar. Official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. It's just bothering me. Okay. Fix me. Thanks, man. Uh, all right, what do we have here of a blend? Cold- you know, we have an Ecuador Habano wrapper. Yeah. You know, we have the Maduro, we have the shade. I wanted to come in and have that middle point. So, you know, consumers that don't like too light, too dark, this is what the Habano is for. So it's a beautiful Habano wrapper. Uh, the binder, Nicaraguan, gives it a little bit of a kick, and then the filler's all Nicaraguan. So the, the key with this, Dave, is, you know, there's not a lot of heavy leaf from the upper priming of the plant. All right. So you have more of Seiko in the blend, which is the lower part of the plant. There's more Seiko for yield, right? So the price of Seiko okay. is usually down. Now, you have all different types of Seikos, though. Some can be... Not much flavor, super mild. Other farms could have more body and strength. So I work with um, Abdel Fernandez on this, and he he really did make this you know happen All right. uh, because I have access to amazing tobaccos that still have body strength flavor. So that's really very what makes this and aromatic, very aromatic mm. component, which you'd normally have to go up a little bit to get. Yeah, you get a little bit of you know a kick, but it, it's not it it's not bit. Sometimes with Seikos, and you use a lot of Seikos, you can get really bitter or sour, and sort of jade your palate in a way where you're like, eh, this is you know, there's not much. This flavor is an to it. interesting cigar because there's not a lot of five dollar cigars that I'd want to sit down and age for a year or two, and this is one that I have a project going from the first release. Yeah, just sitting there getting all happy. Yeah, you know, initially when I created the line, you know, I came out with my original brand, Wawense, which was in the 9 to 12, and I had a lot of guys at the time were saying, hey, do you make something that's a little less inexpensive? I'm on a tight budget. And, you know, the Connecticut cigars, again, they were they were amazing cigars, and the price was incredible. Yeah. So that was really the inspiration, and well, we were able to do th- it. Th- this is the best 
cigar for the price, period, and, yeah. in the building, right? And I walnuts so. on the cold draw. It's like a walnut toast that that was just left out for a couple of hours in the barn. He's got walnut. He nailed it. He nailed it. I agree 100%. Walnut no, toast that was left out in the barn. For, yeah, I like that. That's We're going to light our cigar today with the Intimidator by Vertigo. The Intimidator by Vertigo features four jets, a color-changing flame, and the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you've got easy adjustment, all for the low price of $24.99. This is a guaranteed winner for your golf bag at $24.99. That's a bargain. Look at all the colors on this thing. It's a is amazing. Is this like a 5,000-degree flame? Uh, at least, right? Look <laughs> at this thing. Well, let's sure. not forget it. You know, the, the bent head you keep in the pocket, it impresses the ladies. Yeah. Well, it and, depends on what direction it's pointing. And Dave, just to set your mind at ease, I got Facebook going a couple minutes Facebook, into the Facebook, what show. up? All right. So For some are. reason, they changed the stream Stop key. Stop changing stuff. We're getting old over here. We can't deal with the change thing I'm at not, the last minute like I'm that. I'm not good with change. Nah. Trying to fade us out there. Yeah. Well, on Facebook, there's a lot going on there. Can they hear us uh, if I talk negatively about them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're listening. All right. So. Oh, Facebook can hear us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they have computers doing this? They, yeah. they yeah. do. All right. Uh, we'll be nice. So um, do, does having an unbelievably great cigar for $5 take somebody off your $10 cigar and say, I can still smoke a great cigar from from you and... You did. You think you cross? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, in my mind, when I was cr- creating it, I wanted to. You know, if you look at the foundation portfolio, I I was acting as a retailer, thinking about my days in the retail right. shop. You know, you have all different types of people that walk through that sto- uh, through the door. Yeah. They like things different. They, they like different price points. So I wanted to be able to create that portfolio. If you only had foundation in the humidor, would you have something for, for every different type of customer that came in the door? So the, this is where we start with you know price points. So I wanted to have something at that price point. I thought if I created something that was maybe closer to Tabernacle, yeah. and then that was you know really good, then people... Would go for that one right. over. So yeah, you got to be careful of this because there's some cross pollination, Jonathan. Right? Yeah, there's you some. See, you know, your fan base or something wanted to try Charter Oak and they did and they loved it. But the the magic of it is that they have stayed with the other ones also. What so. I find happens is they'll get a box of the Charter Oak and they'll grab a couple of Tabernacles for good measure. This is my you know once a week smoke where I treat myself type of thing. And Whereas this is more the of Charter Oak day. is every day. Yeah. I mean, it's more of an everyday smoke, you know? Boy. I mean, you can have it in the morning. You can have it in the afternoon. It's a dangerous cigar for me because I like to sit on my boxes for a while, and once I crack it open, it's gone in a week. So wait I a just minute. Keep you going sit on your it. boxes, like, to hatch them? Yeah, or? I do. I thought so. Yeah. You're hatching, you're hatching to hopefully not so if tobacco new to your, If someone's new to your brands, what should they start with? That's a great question. I'm full um, of those today. You know, <laughs> High Clear Castle it depends. would we say go mild. I think later I on in the after Clare, show, you're going to say the same thing. High Clear is definitely, High Clear Connecticut is a great starting point. That would, within the portfolio, High Clear uh, uh, Edwardian, which is the blue, is the milder. And then I would say Charter Oak Connecticut Shade is the milder. milder. But they're completely different blends. Right. And. Certainly different price range. Yeah. I mean, you're using all 
high priming yeah. stuff, and uh, you know, we make that one for the godson to the queen. So right, um, I don't think a two dollar price point would be nope, appropriate. It wouldn't be right. So uh, those that don't know you, in- interesting career thus far in the cigar industry. Uh, at age 18, you start working at a retail shop in Connecticut. That's back in 1996. The cigar boom is in uh, full steam at that full point. Full effect. So uh, you graduate high school, start working at a cigar shop, which I love everybody that's in the cigar industry that worked retail because they can understand what we're That's the end game. That's the end game. Yeah, that they have that behind them, including a rep or anything. But having a, a brand owner that was a retailer, oh, my God, you, can, you, you understand what we're going through, and you're creating what's right for our stores uh, because you know, which is this is a perfect example of it. 2003, you joined Drew Estate, uh, warehouse and packaging, moving all the way up into tobacco purchasing and blending, and you're there for 11 years. Well, this is the half, life yeah. of Nick Melillo here. So you can go from, uh, in a manufacturing facility, you can go from the warehouse to being a blender. Yeah. There's a program for that. Yeah, yeah. There was no program. Yeah, there's no program. Yeah. It's, it's, called, it's called passion. Yeah. You just ask it's the right passion. questions from the right people. Well, you know, I'm, I was 24. And, you know, at 18, my dream was to work in a cigar shop. Like, that was the coolest job I could get. By, by 18, I was already... I'm 43. It's the coolest job I've ever had. Hey, I'm 43. 78? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I graduated you know, high school. Then. <laughs> <laughs> my, my parents had gotten me a humidor for, you know, graduation. You know, I wasn't whiling out on drugs or alcohol. I was doing well in school. So they kind of let my, my love for cigars... And my, you know, both my grandparents were avid cigar smokers. So, so you, kinda, you loved cigars before you were 18. When I was 18, I knew everything there I could get my hands on about, wow. you know, tobacco history, the history of tobacco in Connecticut, you know, anything I could get my hands on. And how about, uh, how about your buddies you grew up with or something? They'd say, what the hell are you? Why are you into this? He had to bring two lunch monies, one you know, <laughs> you know, for the wedgie for them, guy. It, and then- for them, it was cool because it's like I'm the cigar guy. Okay. You know, like amongst my buddies, you know, high school graduation. Right. I'll never forget. We were smoking the Puros Indios. I don't know if I told you the story. Down. We just graduated. We're walking to, to leave the ceremony. The vice principal comes out of nowhere and grabs the Pudos Indios number twos out of my friend's mouth. Boom, really? Boom, throws him on the ground, stomps uh. on him. She came at me. You ever see the movie Matrix? The Matrix? Oh, yeah. I dodged her like the Matrix, <laughs> like this, yeah. and she didn't get it. And then my dad had seen everything go down and intercepted her and said, What are you? These kids are they're just having a cigar for graduation. Leave them alone. You got kids drinking and doing crack and heroin and all this. And I just kept going. And that was oh. the beginning. That's the beginning. <laughs> that is the beginning. A dad that, that runs interference. So 2004, yeah. you leave Drew Estate. Yeah. So uh, After 11 years. No, 2014. 14. 14. 14. Yeah. May 9th, I remember. Oh, that. my goodness. Yes, May 9th, 2014. Uh, and, you, you know, things were changing up. There. You, you had to have replaced somebody when you, when you went from warehouse and stuff to the guy that was buying So when you say warehousing, like at the beginning, yeah, I learned every aspect of what was going on in Nicaragua. You got to remember, remember, we're talking about a fraction of the size of what Drew Estate yes. is now. We're, we were working out of one production building, which was Perdomo's old yeah. facility. It was basically an apartment in the center of town, and the back was kicked out with there. production, yeah. right? And then there was a warehouse that held packaging materials, and then there was another building for packaging. That was that was it 
from 03, I just, you know, at the time there wasn't much production planning or I was coming out of an international business degree. So now it's like, I got to prove myself and I love cigars. So I start helping with organization at the same time I'm learning tobacco, you know, and I just have a passion for learning tobacco. And I'm amongst all these amazing Cubans and Nicaraguans that I've only read about. Yeah. And now they're right before me. And I'm just a sponge. And did they take to you nice, you're a young guy or something, or gringo too? Or did they kind of push you aside? And I, yeah, you, I mean. You had, to, you had to earn your spot there. Definitely, you got to earn your keep. Yeah, yeah you definitely got to earn your keep. I mean, no, nobody was like outright like rude or, yeah. or bad, but they, you know, you're definitely that's it with any upon. business yeah. though. You've got to be able to go in there and prove your metal so that somebody can respect you and know that you have their six in whatever the situation is. Yeah. The tobacco guys really were amazing. And there is a lot of camaraderie amongst the factories. So, you know, helping out with molds when somebody needs, you know, yeah. different things. So, and most of the time I was in the factory. I mean, I was at Language school at 7 a.m. because I only spoke Italian when I first moved down there. And then production floor at 8 a.m. And it was till, at that time, it was to 8 at night, man. I was going, you know, it was nonstop. And the company, you know, started really to show crazy growth. I stayed and, at Nick's apartment next door to that facility. Yeah, sure. We pulled a car in, and that's where we stayed that night. Yeah. I'm hearing all the noise and stuff come, come from next door, and I go, what the hell's going on there? Oh, that's Drew Estate that's over there. So I come out, and I, you know, it's nighttime, and everybody else is closed, but they're still working yeah. in there. And I tried to get in, they wouldn't let me in. No, Burning no, the midnight oil. In. That, was, that was the vault. Yeah. Nobody was allowed to go in there, and it was. I think you guys advertised that way of you know this is behind secret yeah, doors. No, and, no, John didn't want anybody in. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I just naturally evolved into the tobacco purchasing. Like it was just a natural evolution, um, you know. And these guys took a risk on me. You know, I think at that time, an up and coming company. You would have had to have poached somebody from another facility, you know, facility to yeah. hire. So, you know, John took a chance and, you know, he, he realized eventually that I'm a beast when it comes to, you know, organization and my love for cigars. So, yeah. well, I, I saw it at its beginning stage and what that company morphed into. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. That, um, you know, even before the takeover ended up happening to, to get to the level it did from, from its, Talk yeah. about humble beginnings. It was this, the smallest little thing you can imagine yeah. and what it became. So to be part of that and, and to go. But you said, okay, let me get out. And 2014, you leave. 2015, all of a sudden, a press release comes out that you're going to start your own company six years ago. Dave, are you really going to leave it as let me get out? Don't we need to know the why? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the FDA was definitely a big part of that. You know, I came to a point where I felt I had the retail experience and now the t tobacco production, the blending side of things and the thought of not being able to start my own company. I don't think I could have, uh, you know, I would have regretted it. Yeah. You, so, had, you had to do it. So now or never. Yeah. So that was a huge, huge part of it. And, you know, I was, were there grumblings that there was a sale looming in the uh, horizon? Not, no, not when, not, not when, at that point. not at that point. And you couldn't yeah. even feel it. You didn't, no, I mean, there had been always... All of a sudden, this dude's walking around with suits and clipboards, and they're taking notes on but, what's going on. But I on. was in Nicaragua, so, you know, I was totally, 
you know, I, I was rarely in the U.S. side of things. So, you know, I would go there for meetings at the, you know, at the end, the last couple of years. Yeah. But, you know, I was fully in Nicaragua the whole time. So, wow. Um, so yeah. You, so you say, okay, now I'm going to uh, start this thing up, knowing FDA looming uh, that that's happening. And, uh, you know, I, to be honest, as I would see people end up at that point doing it, I'm like, I'm a risk taker, but I'm like, oh, God, they could actually build something and get taken away right away. It was really rolling the dice at that point. Yeah, especially yeah. You know, last September. That's exactly right. what you wake up thinking about every day. I yeah. mean, the biggest threat to your business is something you have completely no control, no control. over. Yeah. No control. I mean, besides spending, you know, all the money with lawyers. Well, Im- and, impossible. Impossible. And, to- and you know, you know, what's going on. A lot of retailers don't even know. Mm. You know, I've heard retailers say, oh, the FDA stuff is all baloney. And, uh, you know, th- these guys aren't spending money on lawyers. And I we're, would talking, to- we're talking millions like you wouldn't believe what was spent on there. And it's still... Not a hundred percent over. It's looming. It's it's always yeah. looming. Right? Yeah, it's always, I think and, that's how they they regulate the environment just in general. Just looming. Yeah, you know, because it's always from a business standpoint to invest in something that is not you know that you have this looming cloud. Yeah, it's it's risky. Your you, risk goes and up. And you have to and you have to invest in bands and boxes and all the stuff oh, and yeah. advertising promoting. But how about tobacco wise? Do you have to deal with that at all? Yeah, but I, I get a lot of help from my partners. You know, I have a, a consulting company behind yes. the scenes where I'm working with farmers. So I am the middle man between a lot of different uh, tobacco projects, you know, in the Connecticut River Valley, in Nicaragua. So sometimes, um, Abdel, again, from, from AJ Fernandez, yeah. I, I, he's just been gone above and beyond. So he's actually invested in me via investing in tobaccos that he doesn't have. Wow. And that's one of the reasons I work with him is because of his extensive tobacco inventory. And as your estate, you did not deal with him, did you? Did you buy tobacco from him? No. No. No, okay. no, but he you know, he purchased tobacco from a lot of different of the similar farmers, you know, I was very familiar with a lot of um you know, farmers he was working with, of course not the stuff he was growing, yeah. but yeah, his tobacco inventories are Beyond yeah. extensive. So, Nick, uh, how do you select the people who make your cigars? Does their name have to be Fernandez, or that's usually how? It, yeah, yeah, you start yeah, with the Fernandez, yeah. and yeah. then you go find the Fernandez. find another Fernandez. You, you got to find the Fernandez. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a yeah. good name for cigars. It really is for it the is. tobacco part of it, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, you know. I, I've been fortunate to have these connections with the growers and and build relationships and know the factory floor. So, um, and a product can be fancy packaging, can be lots of marketing and stuff, but really what it comes down to as a retailer, and you know, you were a retailer yourself, that it comes down to the product itself. So the, and the product is the components, which is the tobacco. You put crap in, you're going to get crap out. And, you know, some people succeed with it. They have enough marketing dollars, but you say, no, I'm going to put a great product out. I hope people buy it. You have to have, yeah, yeah, and and working quality control. That was one of my main responsibilities. So I'm a stickler for quality control and consistency of, of blends. Well, um, how much better can you get for a five dollar cigar than this? Right, that it, it's actually insane. What do you uh, think is uh, you're gonna you throw into a bit here? No, <laughs> all right. What do you think is more important uh, as far as because we we're in a relationship business? 
Should you, as a brand owner, have a relationship with the consumer? Should you have a relationship with the cigar shop owner? Or should you be building a relationship with the staff of that You're shop? talking about me or you just the company? <clears throat> if, you, I, if you were I, consulting another company. You, you have to, uh, to me, you have to have a good team. Because you, if you don't have a good team that's able to represent you, you can't possibly see everybody, right? Like all your customers come here. Yes. It's different in the cigar. You know, sometimes retailers don't understand. You have to get in a plane a lot of times and go. You can do that, which I've done over the past five years because I've been out of the sales and distribution. So I thought it was important to go out there and meet as many retailers as I could. Because you didn't do as it as Drew Estate. You no. Were, you and, were the guy in the factory. And if they didn't have the – they'd bring people down there, people wouldn't have known who you were anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times I weren't, on, I wasn't on those tours even. You know, I was yeah. here, but, you know, there was a thousand, fifteen hundred people to, to watch over and a hundred thousand cigars a day. So I couldn't. And, and they get didn't walk them over to you? Was, oh, yeah. From time yeah. to time. Yeah. That's where I let, I met a lot of retailers. So okay. um, that was great. And just, you know, hardcore consumers that kind of followed me early on on Instagram. That's, that's really where we built. You know, the foundation Instagram and social media and all the that. The foundation yeah. of foundation. The foundation of foundation. There we yeah. go. That's what it comes to. When you when you smoke your cigars, uh, we were joking earlier of, of flavor notes that these guys were getting. Do you have that palate, that sense? Yeah. To me, a lot of it is happening through the retrohale because it is the retrohale that you know, you have four to 6,000 flavor receptors on your palate. You're getting basically the five major flavors from your palate. Do you know? Oh, yeah. Salt. Sweet, salty, bitter, yep. sour. We have it in front of us. Giddy up. We have the yeah. wheel in front of us at all times. So you're really just getting those five flavors from your palate, but your olfactory has millions of receptors in it. So that's really where I began to learn tobacco also raw, on the next level. So raw tobacco, you're doing the same thing. Raw tobacco, you're doing the same thing. Now, it's not 100% foolproof. It depends on – I've learned based on certain growers that I'm working with, certain seed varieties. I can tell just by aroma alone. But if it's a newer tobacco I don't have experience with, you know, rolling the in a tabacchiato, which we call them, right out of the bale, and the taste – Retrohale, that's the that's I've, the final. I've done it you know? a million times. I do what they tell me to do. They pick the bale, they open up the, the leaves, and they say, yeah. smell this, and it smells sweet, and it smells good. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I end up doing it along with them. Then they roll it, roll it, and he'll taste this tobacco. Almost 100% of the time, it's not good. It does, you know, I'm tasting a roll it's of rough, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not something. And uh, then I see some of them shaking their head upside down. Yeah, yeah, this is good. And I'm like, really? Because it, it Well, it get- has to be like when we're smoking a sample. You handed us a sample uh, earlier. And the sample isn't ready. But you got to get past the it's not ready part and taste what that's going to taste like when the ammonia subsides. Correct. It's got to be the same with. It's similar. Definitely. Uncured, and imagine you're tobacco. sitting there and doing that. Reviewing hundreds of bales. Right. That's what that was my job. Was I would travel, you know, to Ecuador, Brazil, and you'd basically be in a warehouse for you know two three days, just going bale by bale. You and know, you're saying okay, it. we'll take this one. Correct. Well, yeah, good. and then you're also doing an analysis of that bale, whether it's filler, binder, or wrapper. You have to have a certain yield coming from that, and then calculate your cost. Yeah. There's because, so much to this. And then that has to do with, you know, consistency of 
their sorting operation. Because if, you, if you're not working with reputable you know, farmers that know what they're doing from a sorting perspective, you can have a bale that you, know, you might take out a hand, but if they don't sort consistently, the rest of the bale is, is garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of fine details that are involved in it. Um, yeah. along the way. But. And, and you bought millions and millions of pounds over, yeah. over all that. So yeah. you're a pro. You got it all. I mean, I, I have the experience, right? Yeah. When people say, I don't like the term master and in, in all yeah. this business because it's really just experience that I've had, right? And I'm always learning and, and trying to, to learn from different people. But it's the experience of doing it day in and day out. It's like rolling, right? I can bunch and roll. Is Am I... Like, you know, the people, that the, my team day. members yeah. that do it every day, eight hours a day? No. Am I f- fast? No. Because I'm not doing it eight hours a day. That'd um, be interesting if you made a, a short run of something that you rolled every cigar, too. Hmm. Any interest in doing cra- something crazy like that? No comment. No Dave. comment. No comment. <laughs> oh, God. You never know. You never know. It's time to make sense about tasting cigars brought to you by Cigar Sense. Cigar Sense offers a variety of resources to help cigar lovers get the most out of fine cigars. It's all about helping you respect your palate. From personalized cigar recommendations to cigar profiles based on sensory analysis, articles, and seminars. And now there's also a course, a cigar tasting course, which develops your sensory skills. Can we talk right now? You'll learn to identify aromas, tastes, and palate sensations. You'll learn to describe the flavors while appreciating what you're experiencing as you smoke. Visit Cigar Sense and start your sensory adventure with free membership. Here's today's Cigar Sense tip. So today we are not going to talk about Cigar Sense's vast database of cigars. Okay. Today it's about the personal recommendations. What I want you to do is check out the quick rate system that they have. You can like, dislike, remove, or add flavor notes to any of the cigars in your list, even if you're using the platform as a free user. All members will see their recommendations list improve based on their feedback. I'm doing it now. And it's unbelievable. More and more cigars that I know I like, and that's the only way I can really rate it. There's there's only been a handful of cigars that I haven't tried yet, and I got to get my hands on them. Uh, so you're going to end up with a better experience through their spot on recommendations. And I respected my palate enough to sign up for free. It's time for you to respect your palate. Here we go. So it's very interesting database that they do. You put in cigars that they like, and then they. What we would do as retailers, recommend cigars based on the information provided in there. And oh, cool. The more you end up doing this, the more information you get, and it's pretty spot on. And it goes even deeper because it's not just cigars. It You put in a flavor you like or a flavor you don't like. Right. And those flavors that, that you don't like that show up in other cigars, those cigars come out of your recommendation list. So if I put in anchovies, then I won't get any cigars that, that taste like anchovies. Yeah, if I don't like them. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm so, in. Yeah, I'm so, not a big anchovy guy. No, but anchovies are salty, and I got saltiness mm. on this very cigar. salty. It's not the salt that bothers me with yeah. anchovies. <laughs> yeah, it's the head. You can actually see it. Yeah, it's and the, people that like it love it. I oh love yeah, it. I love it. And that's the, the deep sea flavor. That's the problem <laughs> right. of of the cigar ratings type of thing that somebody hates uh, anchovies and another person loves them. Hey, what do you think of these anchovies? They're terrible because I don't like anchovies, right? So, yeah. I mean, my, the rest of my family, I think, loves anchovies. I'm the only oddball. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes you the only normal one in your family. <laughs> you know what? One of the fairly things, sure. One of the things as a, as a retailer when we're talking cigars to the customer that comes in is pepper. 
and you like you, it a pep? They'll they'll say I don't like a peppery cigar or I do like a peppery cigar. It, it's yeah, 50-50, there's, there's right? the two camps, yeah. Two camps, absolutely. Peppers are good, huh? Pepper. <laughs> and even the guys that don't like pepper, you can say to them, the Abuelo, for example, is a very subtle pepper note. It's not a pepper bomb. And they will they can put up with a little bit of pepper, but... Now, and sometimes pepper is is classified as citrusy. Somebody would say citrus, and then the other person would say it's peppery because they're confused of those two flavor notes. You see that? Interesting. Now, can that happen because of the pallone of what they're doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do I want to say it? You know, instead of using so wait water. Wait a second. They're getting, peppery, they're getting pepper and citrus. No, they, they're saying they're getting pepper, but they're getting citrus because the pallone, instead of using water, was a mixture of citrus and water. Speeding. I've up. never done it. Really? No. Have you ne- heard of it? I've heard of it. Okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. I've heard it. There's I've a lot of different. Got a little, uh, yeah, I got tobacco. Little, yeah. I chew on my cigars bad. I've so noticed. I'm going to have <laughs> tobacco all up in my teeth. Mm. Yes. A lot of different techniques. You know, tobacco is a sponge. Yes. So. Um, you, do you got secrets? You know, I have some secrets. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You don't have to tell yeah, them, but you have yeah. secrets. Yeah, you. I mean, I think everybody has their their own right. way, right? Okay. And every manufacturer has their own. Every farmer, you know, different countries of origin. So, when you have two different manufacturers making your cigars, do you want that same process to happen on the other one that you're doing at this one? Or? No, I think they 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 each do something different. That's why I work with okay. different manufacturers because I couldn't necessarily do one project with the other one. Right, because so, of their tobacco farms, right. their seed varieties, um, so fermentation it, style. It's not like um, you know a, a place would make frozen pizza and they have three different warehouses that make them for make the same thing. Right. If you make one brand with one person, you can't have them. I, I need to speed up production. I'll let this guy make shot oak. No, so, no, no that way. never happens. Never. No. Okay. No, no. It not. It doesn't. Not never happen. By the way. Yeah. It no, I know. Not with you. I know. And and I think that's one thing I learned over the year. You know, I've seen so many things happen throughout you know yeah. my, my career and so many people like i think you know uh, we'll talk about later on post show is is brands that don't exist yeah because i think sometimes when you you can you can't go back and if you make you know a mistake or you change the blend too much you know it could cause uh harm yeah you know uh, long term and and the idea is the, the tobacco change from last year to this year you got to try to tweak it to make it yeah you do I, and i think you know, steve says this line you're trying to make something that's inherently inconsistent consistent as possible yeah right but if you're working with you know the same farmers you know year in year out and you're planning accordingly and then also you have proper tobacco inventories then you're able to shift and make adjustments to keep that consistency right right if that makes sense okay. right and do you think your consistency has improved or stayed the same, exactly the same as you wanted to. I think it stayed how I yeah. wanted it okay. to. Yeah, definitely. That's the goal, right? That's that the is goal. the that is the goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's constant though. You know, okay. it's it's a constant uh, day in and day out. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Nick Malillo, who has built a nice foundation. So nice, he named the company after it. Foundation. What is the strongest part of his foundation, and what does the future hold? We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. 
Padrón Cigars. They give you the cigar smoker. The confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars. Handcrafted since 1964. Hola, soy Manuel Inoa from La Aurora Dominican Republic. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking Charter Oak with Nick Malulo from Foundation Cigars. Welcome back, everybody. Manuel Anoa, just heard him uh, on the bumper there. Dominican, would you ever consider, Nick, making cigars in another country other than Nicaragua? Definitely. Definitely? Yeah, okay. yeah I, would, I would definitely. I, I love all tobacco. All so. right. It seems people are so strong of, of Nicaragua right now. Isn't it fascinating? Because yes. when in the 90s, it was all DR. Right. Right? Right. And these, these pendulum swings, yep. as time goes on, uh, I know Dominican is having a tough time keeping rollers or training rollers right now. People don't want to get in, and, and they're having issues there. Not so much in Nicaragua because they're all in Esteli, and that's Everybody's what Everybody's in Esteli. Yeah. Thank God there's been little to, you know, no COVID there, which has been fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've traveled there. Um, I, ha- I actually haven't. This is my longest out of Nicaragua in 18 years. So I've been doing a lot of air shipping. I'm heading down next month. Okay. Um, and I'll be down there for a long time. All right. Um, that's where I'm going to be. That's why I'm not doing. Right. This is probably one of the, I think, the only places this year and next year I'm going to be visiting because I'm going to be down now in NICA for. Yeah, take care of business. But you know what? You, take you got, care of you've business. got some great partners, and I'll call them partners, the people that make your cigars for you, because they did a great job through this whole thing. And you were away. So that, as an entrepreneur, that tells you you don't have to be there. You can yeah, choose to be. You want to be. It, it, it worked out because most of the projects that I had were already done. So our five-year was already done. The packaging was already done. Yeah. The David and Goliath was done. Uh, Charter Cabana was done. So in that aspect, um, as far as the you know blending and, and getting a lot of new stuff down, Firecracker was already kind of yes. in. It was in the works. Thank so God. We um, got an early start on that. Yeah, yeah. There's you guys do good planning. Yes, you really do. <laughs> way way in advance, a, a couple of years. Even though still, yeah. I was short, uh, short, short. I think a few yeah, boxes. Yeah, a of boxes. <laughs> um, no, it's so interesting when, and that's how I am. I pre-plan things way in advance. So we have manufacturers always asking, "Oh, firecracker thing," and I go, "Yeah, we're all set for the next four years." And they go, "You got to be kidding me!" No, everybody knows. Um, what, yeah. what the next ones are going to, we know what the next uh, deal is going to be. And we're going to get to that um, at the top of the hour and open up the firecracker and t- talk all about it. But um, U.S. market is the bulk of all cigar sales, but are you sold in internationally? We have sold in a few accounts internationally. So Netherlands, um, we also do Australia because uh, ah. Australia started with us really early uh, our first year. So they've always supported right. us. They have insane. Yeah, what do the plane. cigars cost? Like a billion dollars? Uh, like, in yeah, like a Charter Oak probably cost around forty dollars. Wow! <laughs> um, and then you have to have plain packaging. Yep. Um, oh, so you got to yeah, make plain bands. For it. It's this putrid green yes. color that they. Yeah, it's wild. So hopefully we don't get, get to that point. That's what we're fighting against is this type of right. We don't uh, want that lunacy. To here. Yeah. So um, Netherlands, we have a great partner called Soul Cigars in the Netherlands. I've held off opening up international accounts. So distributors, because we've been so you know backed up in the States and trying to keep up with our existing customers, right. I didn't want to end up opening 
you know, new countries when existing comp- uh, uh, customers in the States were having trouble, you know, because we've been growing so much, yeah. so fulfilling Thank those back you. orders. Thank so you. That's important. We're looking at September. We're going to probably open up Germany, Switzerland, okay. Belgium. Um, where else are we opening they, they, up? Yeah. They're having lots of trouble getting Cuban cigars. That's their problem over there in Europe. Yeah. That um, the Chinese are buying everything. They can't get any um, cigars. So what used to be a small percentage of New World cigars yeah. and the rest was all Cuban, now it's flip-flopped completely over. So there's a major opening. Yeah. I think as you move on, I, I haven't seen it like this before. More people open to smoking you know, Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican cigars than I've, you know, in these areas yeah. that smoke heavily Cubans. Um, yeah. It's fascinating to me. The Cuban, the whole brand, I think somebody should do a case study because it's still held in such esteem, but yet everybody I talk to, at least four or five sticks per box are just yeah. unsmokable, yet they have still have the perception and of the highest kind. quality, right? which is fascinating because if that ever happened... It won't work in, in the my West. Pro- yeah, it never It worked. will never work. I've, I've, I've talked to them about it, and I say, your, your quality is so bad, it's going to be the ruination of Cuban cigars if you come to the United States like that. Yeah, but there's still just this... This, hey, mis- this you know, mistake of because we can't have it because listen we're gonna we're la- gonna launch the firecracker and people are gonna want the firecracker because they're not gonna be able to get it the next day yeah so that's part of the allure of I won't be able to get it sure and that's U.S. with with Cuban cigars sure but regular production it's uh, you know it's consistently four or five yeah. six what do you cigars? think of the the tobacco itself you know I've only worked with. Tobacco in Rama, so so raw tobacco from Cuba one time. Um, so I, my experience is not with Cuban tobacco. In general, it, from my perception, it's a much lighter tobacco yes. compared to Nicaragua. And this is why Nicaragua has come on the map. It's the land of lakes and volcanoes, most active volcanoes in Central America. This rich, really dark soil makes for such a diversity in the plant from the lower primings to the upper primings, yeah. right? So your diversity in flavor and strength, and I'm, I'm talking in general. Yeah, you're getting more from a low priming in Nicaragua than you would on a high priming yeah. in, in, in Cuba. And again, not to say that they're bad. What, yeah. what makes something? I every tobacco has its own flavor and can you know it's it's an ingredient. You know, I see it as it's not necessarily bad. What makes it bad is the quality control, the sorting, the fermentation process, and then how you actually manufacture it. That's what makes it. And bad. what you but, would blend it with would have to matter as well. I mean, you're not putting cinnamon on watermelon, for example. So you've got to have complementary flavors and 100%. aromas that's in what, the other tobaccos. That, that's what's so great about what we do because as a blender. Being able to work with an assortment of ingredients, you can really create some amazing complex blends. What have you, you know? created that you can't not smoke? <laughs> you know, I get... If you'll forgive the double uh, No, no, I get, I get hooked on, uh, unfortunately, you know, my own, my own stuff. So I was smoking High Claire Robustos, uh, Victorians, the red label, like all last month. I just got on David's. I do smoke um, consistently in the morning, uh, but I was smoking Charter Oak Maduro. So I s- skip around a lot because they're all, it's all stuff that I blended and I love. So it, it all has a time and, and place for me. I'm definitely prone, I'm biased. Connecticut Broadleaf, you know, blends. Is, if I had to choose, you know, I'm definitely yeah. grabbing 
Connecticut Broadleaf. It seems to me like Foundation Cigars have uh, become a regular on the Joe Rogan show. Now, how how does this happen? (laughs) This happened through a very good friend of mine named Eric, and he, both of us actually befriended a good friend of Joe, uh, who was a cigar smoker, and we really just became friends over over cigars, and he was able to personally deliver Joe a uh, hand-painted, couple of hand-painted boxes that uh, me and uh, Foundation Art Director, his name is Alex Garcia, did for him, and Joe has just been smoking them consistently. It's been great. He has the Foundation Ashtray. He's had it on the table since September 11th. (laughs) That was the first episode. I went through all the episodes because I was working one day at the computer. I would have the podcast in the back, and I looked up at one point, and I said, son of a gun, there's our ashtray on the middle. And then I went back. September 11th was the first one. And then Election Day... He did a special podcast, and he was smoking Wise Man Maduro. Now, here's Wise an Man interesting Maduro's thing, Dave. I wish I had thought of it when he was here. Tony V yeah. is probably the guy that got Joe Rogan started smoking cigars. No. Well, Tony V. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, longtime Boston comedian, so he's the one that got a lot of those guys going on. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, I wish I talked to yeah. him. Yeah. That's what he would do you know, in, after, in between the sets and after the sets. We've been with him too he just sit, sit out by the dumpster and yeah. smoke cigars it's you know i think it's just great uh, you know i'm hoping he, joe gets into it a little bit more you know he he starts to look into you know more of the process and kind of what we're facing you know as a cigar community you'd make yeah. a hell of a guest on a trip yeah what's take, that you'd make a hell of a guest yeah i don't know about that's a long shot but uh, <laughs> yeah. it would be great take i, him I on would, a trip to nicaragua so you want to ever see it and I'd love to, or Connecticut. You know, yeah. I'd love to take him to the fields and be easy enough, right? You know, in Connecticut, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, you you take a person to Nicaragua, Dominican. You see the factories and stuff. It, at that point, it, it goes crazy, and that that was the idea of Drew Estates taking the people down and yeah. stuff and seeing. You take them from yeah, I like cigars to a cigar fanatic because they end up seeing. It's hard to believe, actually. It really is. Yeah. You know, because you think a lot of times, you know, it's magic yeah. that the, the box gets on the shelf. And, you know, it's hard if you haven't had the experience to make the connection of actually, you know, what's going on. And it's it's an amazing, amazing process. Yeah. I, I had somebody come up and see me and they said um, they'd been in lots of different businesses before, very successful, and they said, I want to get into the cigar business. And I said, oh, my God, what can I do to talk you out of it? And they said, really, I'd want to sit down and talk to you about it. So we sat down, and I said, okay, there's many aspects. Do you know where? No. What, what are all the things? And I said, you want to be a tobacco farmer? Do you want to make cigars? Do you want to leave the country and end up doing that? Do you want to be a rep? Do you want to be a broker? Do you want to be a retailer? You know, I'm going through all the process. Sure. You've done it all. Yeah. Which should somebody, how do you answer somebody that question? I mean, from this side of things, working a retail shop is always, uh, I feel, the first Be the step. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the front line, right? Yeah. It's the front line of, and then, you know, moving backward. If you're someone inclined that, you know, wants to live abroad, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big step. I don't even want to live with abroad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know that. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'd say retail yeah. would be a good start, definitely. 
if that doesn't turn you off, you move on. You know. Yeah, just so you can start at least getting the fundamentals down of you know the front. That's and it, there's three different worlds, right? Like you yes. said, the farming is a whole galaxy to itself. Manufacturing, fermentation, production. Yeah, the, the whole pre industry. You know, people that's see a whole the person world. put the wrapper on the thing and they say that's making cigars and they yeah, have no idea no. What, what it takes there. They take the bow at the end, the last guy that does it, but yeah. wow, man, the stuff that happened beforehand. Yeah, and sales and distribution. Yes. Whole other world. Yeah. I mean, you do have people that have created brands that don't, you know, that, that don't go yeah, down sure. or haven't been down to, you know, Central America or right. you know Caribbean and they create brands. Yeah. It's great. I mean, if you can do it, you know, it's like Well, it's, I think it's the real tougher. the real brand creation happens on the sales floor. It's uh it all is based on the relationship that I for, I know for myself, the relationship that I have with the manufacturer. I like that guy. I like you. Yeah. So, and I know that your cigar is going to perform in a certain wheelhouse for certain customers. So when I get that customer, you're the guy that pops up in my mind. Oh, I right. like Nicholas. You should try Nicholas's cigars. Yeah, yeah. You can't exchange that uh, for anything. Because yeah. the customer doesn't know, by and large, what they even smoke. Right. <laughs> 80% of them, we have to look up in the computer, and the guy puts it in his mouth 20 times a week. Right. You think he would read the label once in a while. Do you have a lot of guys that, like, what would you say was the percentage of people that are brand loyal that only, because in my day it was. It was. Brands. It, it fell off. It fell off, yeah. yeah. You got Padron but you, that's. But would you say, what would you say that percentage is? Like, of people that come in that only smoke what they smoke? 10%, 20%. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 20 max. max. Interesting. Yeah. And it yeah. was 100% the other way. Was a hundred percent, no doubt about it. There. Yeah, you couldn't get in the eighties to try about it. Yeah. Well, that's why he was so pissed off at you with El Wawense because yeah. you got no shot at someone remembering that. Yeah, <laughs> Padron well, guys don't know they smoke it. Padron. You could remember it, but you can't pronounce it that right. <laughs> it, it could stick in your mind, but you, you should have uh, heard what people used to call that. You Guganes, heard it all. It's a great pasta sauce. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's great to see Wawense. It's amazing how many people learned how to pronounce it. You know, when I first came out with Wawense, I knew. I was targeting a small group of these retailers that knew me, hardcore smokers. So I knew they would uh, appreciate it. And it was definitely, from my point of view, a pure passion, right? And just I, I just wanted to express my love for living in Nicaragua for so long. But as you've seen, as time has gone on, names have gotten much easier to pronounce. And I did name my company Foundation, which is pretty... Yeah, pretty good, American. Right? Yeah. Pretty green. I mean, easy to pronounce. Yeah. All right. We got a question for you, right? For all of us right now, because it's time to ask the Dawn by Don Rafael Sagaz. It's time to ask the Dawn. Why do you come to me? Why do I deserve this generosity? Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. When, when did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Rafael cigars are premium cigars. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to find a peaceful solution to his problem. Mellow and smooth. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael cigars. All right. Nicholas, this is the perfect question to ask That's while a you're great on the show. What makes a cigar premium versus not premium? What makes I'm sorry. a cigar premium? What makes a cigar premium <laughs> versus not premium? 
premium. Not, uh, I would say... This Chateau is a low-priced cigar. Yeah, but it's but still it's a certainly premium, premium. It's still a premium cigar. It's like when people say, oh, boutique, or we throw around boutique. Our whole industry is boutique. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I would still are. classify a Charter Oak as a premium For cigar. Sure. Um, so I think there's, there's different classifications within, you know, as you, you get down. Can into, a short-filled cigar be premium? You know, that's, I was thinking about, that was the first thing I was thinking about. I, I think it's still, in a sense, I would say it's a low-grade premium. But it's still, so I'm going to make. The, if it's handmade. I'm going to make the opposite argument. You got a short-filled cigar. Most of that filler has kind of stuck around for a little while. It's aged out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so you could potentially have more flavor with a short filled, all things being equal. Yeah. And or a lot better of, flavor. A lot of that st- is coming from premium leaf. It's right. just short filler. Right. So I would say it's if it's still handmade, maybe I would start making the distinction if you, you when you get into machine made, homogenized Once you put binder. the machine in there, then you're, you're talking about a different, gr- a different grade. I would say that would be handmade. But then, you know, it could if you get down to little cigarillos that are handmade, you know, then that's that could be a different story. But uh, well, the government's you know, going to decide for us. You know. Like, I don't know if Backwoods is handmade. Uh, no, I wouldn't consider that a premium. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not. And I, yeah. I've watched the production of that. It's pretty scary. Actually. Oh, you have. Yeah. 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 Um, it's quick. Yes, it sure is. <laughs> All right, here, final thoughts on Charter Oak. It is the Rothschild that we're smoking. I was afraid it wasn't going to make it the full hour, but I An still hour. have some cigar left. Ed Sullivan has turned me on to smaller cigars. It's, and the great thing, it is great because great. Gonna, you can have many different cigars. We're going to smoke another small cigar afterwards, and it's not like I had a <coughs> barrel through two Churchills. Right. Uh, I'm liking smaller cigars, and I was never like that. You've actually changed me I've on it. I've influenced him. Do you have a favorite size that you go to? Traditionally, my size has always been 6x52. Okay. Like mm-hmm. When I started smoking in the 90s, the Toro 6x52 or 6x52. blend 50, that way, too? I've, when I got to Nicaragua, that's automatically what I started blending with, was 6x52. Okay. Which makes sense. So, so it's in the middle, and you're doing bigger cigars and smaller cigars, yeah. and you're there where people say, I blend to Corona, and it's like, well, nobody buys Coronas, and you're blending to a Corona. Where do you go from there? I do smoke more Coronas these days, though, yeah. and smaller, smaller ring gauge stuff. Yeah. But I like a nice 46 Ring gauge now, mm-hmm. now too. I, I rarely personally go above um, fifty-two, unless I'm you know working on blends for yeah. for no. And I think that Rothschild is an underutilized size. You know, you don't see as many. It's a classic. It was so big in our days, right? So was the six by fifty-two torpedo. Yeah, I mean, we we make an amazing torpedo in the Charter Oak Habano. It's a fifty-count cab, six by fifty-two. That cigar is. So you just don't want to sell boxes. You, you just know, I thought about it. I thought about the uh, the yeah the fifty count. You know, I do things out of again. Uh, sometimes I don't passion think. without thinking. Passion without thinking. <laughs> but for me, you know, again, I'm I'm going back to my experience in the '90s, the six by fifty two torpedo, and then having a fifty count cab. I mean, especially at that price point. I you know I'm that's telling like you a, right now, it is going to suck for me to try to unload boxes of them. But you got to go with the upsell because if you're going for Charter Oak. You know, you go with the Torpedo, that's a solid $7 cigar right there. And remember how big Torpedoes were? Any shape cigar was the biggest thing going. Right. You couldn't even keep them in stock. That was it. It was the, That's what everybody, yes. that's what you go for. And here's, here's the issue that ends up happening in, in all industries is something's hot right now, 
and then all of a sudden 60 ring gauges. Who would have ever thought that that would get popular and taking away Coronas and torpedoes? I'm aggravated at the guy that says, I don't like torpedoes. Yeah, I'm just aggravated because you can cut it (laughs) and it becomes a a Toro. Yes. Or you could cut it and keep it a torpedo if you wanted to. Or you don't like that? Yeah. Cut it deeper. This is a true torpedo. Then you have, you know, the Bellicoso, which is basically more of a straight Parejo. And then the head is just has that that Bellicoso head. This is more of that that traditional torpedo size. Yeah. Because our our How pointy did you go? Yeah, poke your more, eye out? It's more yeah. like the... Uh, no, I don't, I don't like to poke the eye out. Yeah, no. It's, All right. Let's, let's go to break because I can't wait to come back to light this up. When we come back, um, he does not make collaborations or store exclusives, uh, but he just poked his toe in the water with the firecracker. We're going to light up with Nick and tell you uh, how and when you can get your hands on these. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. 
That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. He did swear too much, but we will have him back. <laughs> but we are back with Nick Malillo, who's the owner of Foundation Cigars, with brands including El Wawense, Tabernacle, Charter Oak, Highclere Castle, the Upsetters, and the brand we're about to light up now. Welcome back, everybody. And before we do, I'm going to uh, tell you... Um, uh, how to get this cigar? Great starting idea. Monday? Yeah, starting, starting Monday at 10 a.m. So you're not going to tell us at all. You're going to make Barry. I'll do make it. I'll make Barry do it. Okay. Yeah. So today's second cigar will be available on twoguyscigars.com at 10 o'clock. And if you're on the MeWe's, we might share the link uh, about 15 minutes earlier. All right. To our MeWe pals. Our Which MeWe uh, pals. there's another video promoting the firecracker on the MeWe's that I just nice uploaded. Video. That Gil did. I tagged him in. Uh, he did it in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. See what he can do in 10 minutes? Holy shit. Unbelievable. Quality and speed. All right. I'm going to tell you about the firecracker while I do. The box is sealed. It has not been opened yet. We're going to do it right now. So Jonathan will do that while I tell you a little about the firecracker brand. In 2006, I came up with an idea based on a brand that we made in 1997. Uh, I called it many things. The spark plug, fat boy, Fire Hydrant, later on Dos Ombre, which later I agreed to turn it over as a national brand, and it became Nub. And uh, long story, we did it on a, on a previous show. You can look up uh, Nubbing Cigars. 
uh, I blew it. I, ha I had nub in my hand, and I blew it. I handed it over to somebody else. So uh, this cigar, uh, short, fat cigar with a long fuse on it, I called the firecracker. Um, I called manufacturers and asked them to attach their brand to the project, and I was turned down as it was too gimmicky. But as luck would have it, we had Pepin Garcia here uh, in the shop rolling cigars, and I asked him to make that exact cigar for me. He said, loco, um, <laughs> which is crazy, but uh, he would do it. And um, I ordered 300 boxes. It was produced in Miami. And again, everybody now thought I was crazy when it came in. The cigars arrived in early 2007. They went on sale June 2007, as I wanted them for the 4th of July celebration. This idea continues today as a special release. And although a regular line exists, um, the annual release uh, comes out every year near 4th of July. So Papin Garcia made us four firecrackers uh, over a couple of years. Uh, next, same factory, Tatuaje did it. They did it twice as the M80 firecracker. Then, um, by then, lots of copycats started coming out making a cigar with the fuse on it. By the way, the fuse has no effect on the taste at all with the cigar. It's a little gimmicky thing that I put. So you're adding a fuse onto it. You're doing nothing but... I'm Isn't smoking that, the fuse now. Now you got a fuse. Yeah. I'm smoking the fuse. Let's see how that. I've been smoking out. the fuse. Isn't that just a, a colossal waste of wrapper? Because you just have you have to use a Toro size wrapper to make this. No, you don't have to use Toro. No, but no, you you get you get some good cuts. It's a three and a half. So yeah, we can. There's a lot of room to work there. There we go. Yeah. So I took the brand national to United Cigars, selling to retailers across the country that have them now. Mia Cubana, the Magic Factory in the Dominican, makes the firecracker on a regular basis now, 15 years. Package change this year, by the way, that happened on it. But we have gone through La Flor Dominicana three times, a total of <coughs> 900 boxes. Cro-Magnon did it twice with a total of 1,000 boxes. Fratello, made at Hoy de Nicaragua, did it for 500 boxes. Mi Carita Firecracker, um, three times it came out. Twice as Mi Carita, once as Tricky Tracker, a total of 1,500 boxes. Pissed Off Kristoff came out with 500 boxes. Perdomo did it twice with a total of 1,500 boxes. HVC, the Black Friday Firecracker, 500 boxes. And today, this is the 15th anniversary of Firecracker and the 12th rendition um, of the series. It is a 2021 Wise Man Firecracker, and we have 500 boxes Woo. so far. And maybe more news coming out mm. later maybe. about that. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. All right. We'll see how it goes. It depends how, on how this goes right here. Yeah. It does. It matters. Hopefully how it, you like the cigar. So it's beautiful. <laughs> I want to look inside this box. So, because, so while you're looking, we have a lot yeah. of people who have asked about pricing. A single cigar will set you back $7.49, while a box of 20 is just $139.99, which comes out to $6.99 per cigar. And they will go on sale. Monday at 10 a.m. on twoguyscigars.com. Yeah. So uh, you can get them in store, though, too? Yeah, right yeah. now we have it in the store for uh, our local guys. Giddy up. So they can do that. So you tuck the, you tuck the, um, so there's a few things that end up, you have the option of what are you going to do with the tail? Yes. And you tucked it in the band, which is beautiful. And finished foot or unfinished foot, it's been done both ways. We have a finished foot. Finished, yeah. yeah. And that's something that's up to you, yeah. what you want to do. And it really isn't. We requested unfinished foot, and you did whatever you wanted to. No, it's up to him. This is also, the wise men are soft box press. This is the first. Oh. Uh, Rolando. 
Okay. Um, if I put man. my phone on it, though, I could, I you could, could squish it, it a little bit. Yeah. And you were dealing so, with Oliver Nouveau with this through yes. the process. Truly, what did, did he have any input in this at all, or this is all you? Oliver's the man. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoy Oliver. Um, I think, you know, this project was just really fun. I, I think we knew what we needed to do. Okay. So um, we definitely had some good meetings, um, and uh, we executed. We you executed. Did. Oliver early, always has good feedback. You executed in early, which is what I loved about it. Yes. So. You know, I try to be on time. Sometimes it's difficult, especially when you're dealing with handmade well, every, cigars. And everything that happened. We had COVID-19 and Crazy. everything was going. So we, Sometimes we people early... forget that yes. we had a, <laughs> we, we, we had a, a crazy year. But um, the process started way early before that happened, which was good. Thank God we did it. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, we were in panic saying, okay, imports aren't coming in, and there's a shortage of cigars, and all this stuff happened, and as luck would have it, we thank you, we got, we got through it, and here it is. Here we are. So I did have some samples previous to this, yeah. but not since the, the production is made. You know, you're tasting cigars that, that aren't complete yet of you know no band on it just to see what do you think what do you think uh here it is my first time i saw barry actually smoking it in advance yes you were uh, kind enough to let me take five oh, so you vacation. haven't smoked one at all okay i have not since yeah. not, since not the since with, a, with a band on it or anything mm -hmm. no yeah my my friend ed santa maria snuck me one yesterday ah okay. that's how i knew how good it all is right. so me and jonathan that's it it's our, it's our first <laughs> time I smoked one this morning to do a video with Gil. The only one that played by the rules is me as it goes. But uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo's the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And you are coming off of the Perdomo firecracker from last year, which was a slam dunk Big success, and I wish you nothing but the same. No pressure. No yeah. pressure. Nick does a good job. He's also got a great first name. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and his son and his father. Good people. Buena oh, gente. Yeah. So, somebody in the chat room said, uh, you and Nick Perdomo put the Nick in Nicaragua. Mm. <laughs> a little raisiny sweetness on the yeah, cold draw. Yeah. So what do we, we have See, really like the, love. Same, the same blend as Wise Man? Similar. There's okay. a little. There's, there's a more little love tweak. In this. You can taste there's a little love. tweak for the size, um, and these actually have some really nice age on them too. Mm. Because we're talking now, we're almost in July. These have been aging since um, I want to say no November. Okay, mm. so they've been Trump okay. time. We're gonna light our cigar today with the Intimidator by Vertigo, featuring a neck that will bend for more accurate lighting. Mm. Four jets. And a color-changing flame, and those jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of $24.99. That's the Intimidator by Vertigo. And I recommend smoking the wick. The, and you the made fight. it a little bit easier. Is that easier. what we're calling this? Yes. The wick, yes. Smoke right. the wick. You made it a little easier because the, the wick is affixed to the cigar. Yes. So normally they're not, uh, yeah, they're not, Correct. a yes. Right. All yeah, right, so, so that'll smoke, be smoke the wick. So when it gets down to it, just keep going. You just keep going. All right. And uh, aggressive it adds to the cayenne pepper to start. Yeah, it's it's early aggressive for sure. We'll, we'll stay that way or whatever, but you, you know I'm a lightweight when it comes to mm. smoking strong cigars. One puff, 
Holy mackerel, like you do on the assholes, right? <laughs> I was smoking One this on draw, vac- that's the law. Yeah. What, do you, what would you call this? It's full body. I full was body. smoking this on vacation, and I was worried you were going to tap out within the first half inch. Could be. Because it's aggressive cayenne pepper. Wow. I forgot you like mild cigars. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the firecracker's not supposed Listen, to. Listen, yeah. figured, I figured, you know, there's 500 boxes. Guys that are looking for these and gals are a little bit more into it. So generally, they like a little bit of meat. Yeah. You know, they're they, going to get it. They're going to get a little meat on the bone. I mean, you're dealing with the, the San Andreas Mexican wrapper. The binder is uh, Corojo from Jalapa in the north. And then you have some really heavy filler tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa. So it should mellow out for you in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot you like mild cigars. Dave, Kevin Hammond rightly points out it's not a wick, it's a fuse. Oh, fuse. I'm sorry. No, I said wick. wick. Did I say wick? Oh, man. Darn it. So, whatever. Call call it what you want. It's that little tail that hangs all the way down. And uh, as stupid as it is, people want to keep coming out with stuff. And I know what you were doing. You know. You know. Well, oh, there's some. I, I lost oh, that conversation. It's, it's, I was, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, all right. I, we won't get into it. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to deal with it uh, later on. That's all. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, firecracker. Yeah. Oh Do you yeah. smoke? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to let Dave finish his stroke. <laughs> No, you got to go. So not it's not, not super mild for you mild smokers no. out there. And I don't care what you say. You know, you go slow on the cigar, even if you're a leather tongue guy. To yeah, like go slow. Because, yeah. Well, you know, what about you guys? You guys smoke uh, fuller body, oh, medium? Yeah. What do you like? Full Ed? body. Full body? Medium to full? Medium to full? Yeah, I'm in that wheelhouse. Medium to full? How it's do you find the strongest find it? one yet? Well, I smoked it before this morning yeah. and uh, no. yeah, heart palpitations around the first band. Yeah, if, we have, or if, we, if you start sweating too much, you get a, you know, like, a Coca Cola yeah, or something like that. I felt like I had the meat sweats. So <laughs> it, it's, it's obviously high prime instead of here. It's going to be interesting to see if it burns well. Yeah, you know? well, everything in here is really well fermented. Yeah. So, yeah, you should be good. It, generally speaking, though, you know, it's a general discussion I'd like to have about. Blends that are heavier tobaccos, you know, are going to burn a lot slower. So if you have a blend that has Viso, Ligero, you know, uh, Maduro wrapper, you know, Nicaraguan, so generally they're going to burn slower. And they typically take a little bit to get going. You may have to get go for a exactly. second light. You've got to babysit that cigar for the yeah. first quarter of an inch and get a, build up an ash head to protect the ember right. to keep the ember's heat higher. Correct. And at the same time, you don't want to overdo it. Right. Because then if you get all that Make heavy tobacco sick. too hot, it's going to end up burning, you know. Do you bounce around the uh, to other people's cigars to see what's going on in the industry to keep yourself fresh? You know, I, I, honestly, I don't have the time a lot of times. I will here and there, but I don't generally smoke a lot of other people's sticks. Um it's not that I don't want to. It's just I'm always, you know, checking. You only have so many of, hours yeah, in the day. Yeah, I'm always checking, you know, quality control of batches and smoking, you know, um, my stuff. So by the well, time I'm done doing that, I'm, you Maybe know. if you cut out that pipe nonsense, you could fit in more cigars in there. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, the pipe. <laughs> I've been smoking the pipe a lot yeah. over the pandemic. At yeah. the end of a day, and yeah. you've tested all these blends and you've tested all this tobacco, do you kick back and enjoy a cigar for you? Yes. yes. Every day. Um, it's actually been the pipe that I've been doing. 
in, so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, every day, I wouldn't say every day, but um, often, you know, it's actually something I need to do to, you know, maintain. Self-centered. Yeah. And you, you did know. that all the way back at the Calabash, which was a big pipe store, obviously. Yeah, we had one of the biggest pipe yeah. selections in the state, and tobacco pipe bars, you know, as and far you, as you, you, you went in as a cigar smoker, you learned pipes there? No, my grandfather oh. on my mom's side, he smoked the pipe all the time. He was a cigar smoker also, but the pipe, he oh, you always saw him with the pipe. And then my dad's father was Connecticut Broadleaf all the time. The okay. most horrific yeah. thing I've ever walked in and seen in Dave's <laughs> office, and I mean, I've walked in on a lot of stuff. The most horrific thing is he's sitting there pretending like he's enjoying the pipe smoking, and I'm like, no, we're not doing International Pipe Day again. Please say we're not. That's the only reason why he would break it out. And he's like, what? This is great. I'm like, you're There's full of shit. There's always a pipe on my desk. And- it, there is a pipe yeah. in there, but I, that, oh, that's the only time I've seen you smoke it. Actually, when there's a because I'm not the greatest at it and don't enjoy it so much, um, when a, we have to test a pipe tobacco or something comes in, Mikey's the yep. go-to when I go here. Do, and I've been doing it for 20 years with him and say, here, let me know how this is. Because I don't like it. Right. I wish a pipe tasted as good as it smells, but it, it tastes different. Yeah. And I find yeah, that do. when they smell. And you, to keep it lit and the work and When they smell it, bad, yeah. they taste better. But you got to walk around. It smells like burning dog shit. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> the the English blends are, yes. are, are a whole different ball game. And is that where you go? Yeah, I smoke a lot of the English blends. Yeah. I will have. Well, I have here. pipes just for aromatic blends. And yeah. then I have my. Pipes just for English blends, but uh, I definitely lean towards uh, English style blends. So I've been smoking Navy Flake, Navy Deluxe ah, Navy rolls. Sure, yeah, old man, so good. So you know the 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 packing of the pipe, yeah, I think is one of the biggest hurdles. Yeah. And I was fortunate uh, fortunate enough to learn from some amazing people actually living in Rome. Gravity feed, gravity feed down. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was. Um, Jonathan's an expert on packing fudge. Just saying. Yeah. Oh God. Where did that come from? There he goes again. In Italy, there's a lot of um, longest not ash contests, but bowl contests. Yes. So you get Keep three matches. You pack the bowl, and whoever's the longest without it going out. You think pipes are going to ever make a comeback? Man, for not, weed, not with what they're doing with all this taxing of right. all the pipe. Oh my god! Oh, I can't believe how Poor much pipe package. industry. Yeah, you know the pipe industry always had trouble. Yeah, and then they hit it with this insane. Well, it's the taxes. bullshit cigarette companies calling cigarette tobacco yeah. pipe tobacco to beat the tax, and then the government yeah. had to slam down. Well, because they don't want the competition too, because they right. don't want roll your own. Yeah. To you know, move in on their market share. So it is crazy, but now, right now it's time to take in a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) (laughs) Something is apparently fishy with Subway's tuna sandwiches. A New York Times lab test found no tuna DNA in any of the sandwiches tested. The Times picked up the samples of tuna from three different Subway locations 
and the results were the same in all of them. Sorry, Charlie, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. Oh, I thought for sure what? you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> Me too. I'm a little yeah, disappointed. Are you yeah. serious? No, was, t- no tuna no DNA? T- no tuna DNA. What is it's it? It's called tuna fish surprise. Surprise. There's there no tuna. In the lab? Yep. Uh, next week, uh, 12 ways to spot a fake Cuban cigar. We're going to talk about that. And uh, the following week, the PCA is on, and I will not be here. I'll be there. I'm going to check in. Yeah, check we're, in. We're going to see if that happens, but you guys got, got the... Uh... Uh, well, we had so many requests to have Barry Stein be first chair that I think Barry should just run that show, and I will uh, stay in, the, in my spot. Barry will take your spot, and we'll see how he does. How does Barry feel so, about that? So I did the second hour when you hosted. You'll pick a subject for the second hour. I'll pick the subject for the first hour. I'll do the last half hour because Dave's going to jump in for the first okay. half hour. And uh, so basically it'll be 30 minutes of you reading. Correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll go with that. Nick Malul, you're not going to PCA. Man, tough decision. Yes. Uh, you know, we fully support PCA. I launched at the PCA. Every year we sort of – we started – you know, one brand, first year, 2015, yes. and that's where we launched the company. And every year, we built it up and built it up. Uh, this February, they reached out. Yeah, it was. And March, and then it's my, my parents' 45th wedding anniversary. Uh, so in February, I made the decision because it was still crazy yeah, at that time. And same they were, with United Cigar. We had to yeah. make a decision, and, and all of us said. Uh, they didn't even gonna, know in February yeah. whether they were going to do right. it. So I ended up, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but right back next year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And we're going to become. Will you launch something that you were going to launch anyway? And do and No, do this it? year, because everything was so screwed up, and we released our five-year anniversary, wasn't released until October, November. Yeah. The David and Goliath wasn't, too. Yes. So we're still getting caught up with those releases. So you might see something um, beginning at 2022. Um, I think that's the smartest then, play. Yeah. Getting caught up on your back orders, because that's yeah. what's going to kill you. Yeah. It's just, you got to... There's a war right up. now. Yeah. A war going on between brands for... Shelf space. Yeah. And brands that are not supplying, they're losing their shelf space to brands that are saying, oh, you uh, you like the 60 ring gauge from that guy? I have yeah. a 60 ring gauge. Put it in its spot for now. Right. As a it's placeholder. A and, yeah. and they may never get back. Right. But yeah. And that's where we're concentrating. We just, um, you were happy to to make two hires. Actually, over the past uh, three three months, I uh, hired a national sales director, outside sales director. Ah. So it's going to be on the road, traveling with our reps, um, really getting to know the stores. Was he re- based out of? He's actually going to be based out of Florida, but okay. he's going to be on the road. Um, his name is Eduardo Aguilar. So we yeah we actually met in Nicaragua. He used to run a place called Rancho Santana, which is a five star resort. So his he comes from out of the industry, big cigar lover, but his focus is in five star hospitality and customer service. service. Yeah. So we're really trying to. Oh. There's a you know we we launched the snowball was going down the hill. It kept getting bigger. So there's a lot of fundamental things we really want to do to help strengthen our relationships with the retail shops throughout Smart. the customer, you know, fine tune the, the basics and fundamentals and then, you know, keep well, going. You got, you got some companies out there doing quite the opposite. So, uh, that'd be refreshing. Yeah. They're, they're backing off. Yeah. And, uh, it's, they don't need the retailer anymore. And I, I'm not taking it well. They do yeah. need the retailer. They don't know it, but they'll 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 soon no, find come out. Come on, the retail, yep. the retail shops are, are where it where it all it's happens. Built. Yeah, that's it. Definitely, that's definitely. it. 
All right, you got a yeah. Together. The following message was submitted through the contact us page of the Cigar Authority. Dot com. Uh, that's right. We have to talk about what the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the uh, best email of the week, brought to you by Saint Louis Ray's Cigars. And uh, this week's prize is a canvas bag, a bottle opener in the shape of an anchor, and a flask. Which I got a flask. It's pretty badass. That's right. It's you, pretty badass. The, you can the cap. Becomes, I like the bottle opener. The cap that becomes nice. a uh, a little shot glass for you. Oh, nice. Oh, that's smart. The yeah. subject line is "What's not cigarbage, mm. Mr. J, and all." It's Tom G from Miwi. First of all, I have to say the interaction you guys put into Miwi is awesome. Even if I have to listen to Barry when his Islanders best my Bruins, uh, I've been catching up on episodes and have some input for the items that aren't cigarbage. First, the Vertigo lighters are amazing, as you say. I have a new Cyclone that I dropped in the ocean a few weeks ago. I wow. pulled it out, shook it off. And it worked like a charm. Mine's been through the washer and dryer like eight times. Yeah. It still works. Stop leaving any in your clothes. The second item is the cigar coolers or cooler door or wine door. I'm down in Boston and ended up getting one because I was having issues keeping the temperature in my humidor down. It took a little time, but with active humidification, I was able to get my humidor to stabilize. I am now able to hang onto my boxes and single cigars without having the RH or temperature issues. And everything stays at a constant 65-65. It just takes a little extra work. Lastly, on the June 5th show with Big Time Tommy, Dave mentioned that he needs a catchphrase. You guys mentioned Maduro Dave or Light Him Up. But come on, we know that it has to be subscribe. Stay smoky. You know what subscribe is? No. It's like subscribe, but Dave says subscribe. Subscribe, yeah. And it's in the Urban Dictionary, so it yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, we had to put in there. Yeah. Now, thanks, thanks, to, thanks to Pamela Barron. How, how do you say success? Is that just success? success? Success. No, you can do the C, but not the B. Can you say, I'm going to go park the car? Park the car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Down at Harvard Yard. So you heard one email. We're going to hear three emails. Okay. We're going to pick one to win the prize, so we'll see what those are. Okay. But right now, it is the poll question of the week, and it's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And the question of the week, as Dave said, is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. This week, we asked if you could have one superpower, what would you like it to be? The options were able to fly, read minds, superhuman strength, talk to animals, and be invisible whenever you want. I'm guessing superhuman strength is the winner here. Uh, invisible is the way to go. No, you've got to be able to fly. fly flying no. would be amazing. Flying is probably like the most you get used of, but you know, when you're a teenager, you want to be invisible whenever you want. No, I want to be visible and... 37% voted for invisible whenever you want. In the first few, place? Yep. And a few people wrote in even though they're a little too old to fully enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working for you. I How wish could I you? could read minds because sometimes you don't he, put out what you actually want. He says it in English out loud the first time. Mm, but no one can understand him. No. Well, you Me? Have, you just have to know yeah. what he's saying. Don't go on yeah. Maduro on us. I'm getting your back on this one. So it was Something. invisible whenever you want, followed by able to fly, superhuman strength, read minds, and talk to animals. All right. So there's a new one on there now. And it's cigar-related. So A cigar-related question yes. for a change uh, on the poll of the week on the, the cigar cigar authority. Authority. Com. Just click on the link on the right-hand side that says 
VS question of the week. All right, early thoughts here on the wise man firecracker. I will tell you that it did calm down mm-hmm. from its initial pop, which is what you want a firecracker to do. I think you yeah. nailed it. That come out strong, right? Yeah, you nine and a half firecracker. out of ten. Boom! Gotta, it's got to go. Nine with and a half name. out of ten. This, this so it's going to one scare, or two cigars stronger. Yeah, it's going to scare you at the very beginning. And I'm not down to the wick yet. When I light the wick, who knows what's going to happen? Are you a fan of lint chocolate? Have you ever had lint chocolate? They have a dark mm. chocolate chili bar. Mm. I've had it. That's this cigar. There we mm. go. Very good. Mm. Very good. Where's my bell? You got this it. This is perfect for, you know, barbecue and 4th of July. Mm. You know, oh, you got some nice. It will be uh, out there. I will have a second one on the 4th of July because I always do it every single year. So I'm going to keep it up. Many more than that I don't know about, but we'll see it as it gets down. Now, do you always have a hot dog on the 4th of July? Probably. Yeah, you're supposed to. Even if you don't like them, yeah. you've got to have a hot dog. Yeah, I don't dog. eat hot dogs. Well, no. yeah, but you're not no. normal. You're scared of them? I yeah. don't like them. You don't know. You, you don't, don't know a good hot dog <laughs> from a bad hot dog. Yeah, I'm off hot dogs. Pearl's Country Club hot dogs. I had that for the first time. Jim Price, the manager of the uh, Nashua store, brought him in. Great. Yeah. Yep, there were uh, six employees working, and he brought in six hot dogs. <laughs> and that's all you needed? <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, it's keto-friendly, so yeah. I could have gone for two or three. Okay. You right. keto? grilled them, you, you kind of burned them. keto? Yeah, I'm on keto. I've lost 116. Dude, you know, Barry, Dave and I were talking this week. How about instead of the kilo, you release a new cigar called the keto? Dave brought that up on uh, the clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. And for every pound I lose, we raise the box $1. Yes. I like it's the it. sequel oh. to Dave's book. So it's already in process. It's going. It's happening. We come up with that. See, I forgot who I was talking to. We, we had a, just a simple conversation. And it goes and from there. And, and it's oh. off and running. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, two more letters in the mailbag and a topic I want to talk to Nick about oh, on the after show. On the after show. All right. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the rebirth of cigars movement. To celebrate this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you, consumers, retailers, and cigar media, to its epic blowout birthday bash entitled DE25. DE25 will be held on September 25th at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas, part of the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. The DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brand with a first-to-experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. Buy your tickets today at drewestate.com forward slash DE25. That's drewestate.com forward slash DE25. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. 
experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. And we're back. We're smoking the Wise Man Firecracker, and we're with the maker and the owner of the blend, Nick Melillo. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Nick, you did a five-year anniversary, 4x60 Perfecto. Great cigar. Packaging was outstanding. You like that? Will this come out again? Or? Yes. Um, we're hoping, For the actually... Sixth year? No, they're actually going to be um, some coming in towards, where are we at, June? So mid-July. Okay, yeah, good. Mid to end of July. Is there a value July? in coming out with something that really is truly limited, where people have to clamor to get it, and then when it's gone, it's gone? I think, you know, for, again, that's this is definitely one of those projects that's more of a, a, a passion, you know, a special five-year. Get off that shit. You know, we don't do too much. If you see, you know, we do, like, you know, we haven't done many of these style projects because we've really been focused on the core lines, like the Wise Man Maduro. Yeah. And because um, you're going to put all that work into making the blend, you may as well be able to repeat the success. That's the that's the trouble <laughs> with making limited edition stuff. You know, sometimes is 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 that. But for our five year anniversary, you know, the box is is really unusual and something like I call it the Voltron box, um, and 
you know, my art director did a stand-up job on the graphics, and it was something special to, to yeah. commemorate our five years in business. But. In the cigar industry, how much of the limited releases is just a way for a manufacturer to get rid of some tobacco that they have laying around? Well, I think you see that happening on certain... You don't certain, have to mention. I'm not asking yeah. you to mention brands. I just I don't know if it's much on. Uh, you know, it's people that are doing. I think more uh, limited projects that's happening a lot. You know, in the marketplace, it's like yeah, it's branded stuff. Uh, you know, that maybe are in the factories and they're just kind of rebranding it and making it kind of more limited. Um, we've seen a lot of this right over the 2000, because like we said before, it was about brands and then we entered like the mid two thousands and that, mm. and then it became new. What's new, what's new, what's new, what's new. But then at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, building core lines. You know, I built all these brands hoping they would be here in 10, 20 years. 20 years i think a year from now when things settle down with this uh, cigar boom that we're in right now yeah that the companies that were able to supply the shops with product are going to be the companies that still exist yeah i think that's that's crucial right what's uh, what's happening with this cigar the idea of a firecracker is here's the brand itself wise man maduro here it is in a firecracker form you definitely want more of this. It's three and a half inches. Right. So what I'm hoping that ends up happening is somebody maybe smoked it and forgot about the brand. Here, here there is again. Or never smoked the brand before. It's a firecracker. Let me get it. Let me try it. While I like it, I want more of that. It's gone. Now go into the next size. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and go you, from there. That's the idea of it. So it, 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 it's not, even though it's a limited release, it's the regular brand. Yeah. And you guys have, uh, you know, you've been building this for mm. some time. You know, it's something, it's a great concept. You know, it's a perfect time of the year for something like this. And yeah. you've been building, you know, you obviously have a, a great customer base that maybe don't, you know, don't know Wiseman Maduro and right. now or no foundation. Yep. So now they're they, they know it now. Now, yeah. Nick, Dave seems really nice, but I, I'd like you to talk to us about Lanceros and see. Dave is really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about this? Usually Lanceros? puts them over the edge. We have a nice Lancero in the Wise Man Maduro. You do, yeah. Seven and, and a half by forty. Tabernacle. Tabernacle Lancero. Yes. And how do those sell for you? We sell a lot of Lanceros. Um, you know, it's it's pocketed areas. Like, everybody likes something different. So you'll go into different sections of the country, and you'll have people that either love or hate Lanceros. It, it's got to be of, of your line as the worst seller. It's not a high volume, you know, yeah, comparatively. <laughs> but we, we sell a lot of Lanceros, and we also sell, like, double Coronas. Our double Coronas huh. in the Tabernacle, I wouldn't think that would be – a size that would yeah. sell a lot. We sell just as many double Coronas as we do Toros. Wow. Hmm. Like, I've never seen it, anything it, it's like It's not it. the norm. It's not the norm. It's not the norm no. at all. So no. it's weird, you know, sometimes how, like you said, there's different trends that happen. But Lancero, for me, was actually my, my grandfather's favorite size. Uh, so I, I try again, to find, uh, yeah. uh, make a Lancero. And, you know, what Wednesday has a Lancero, wise man, uh, both tabernacles. So, following message was submitted directly to me. Hey, Mr. J, wanted to share an experience for tomorrow's show. This was from yesterday, or whenever you think is relevant. Yesterday, my local brick and mortar had a cigar line release event. I've been really anticipating it and showed up ten minutes after it started. A rep came right up to me, exchanged pleasantries. I told her I wanted a box of the cigar being released. The rep went into the humidor, grabbed it for me, and I checked out. As my box and swag were being bagged, 
the store manager went up to the cashier, and I could tell he was upset. He asked me who sold me the box, and I pointed at the rep. The manager gave the cashier a pretty nasty look. Turns out I bought the last box in one of the two sizes they had. (laughs) I saw that they had four or five bundles of singles still left, but I definitely walked out feeling like I had screwed up the event. Does this sound familiar at all? Not at all. Did I do something wrong? Oh, my God. That's Pete. Horrible job by the manager. Yes. Our job job is to sell every single cigar we possibly can. Why are you having an event with one box? I know. (laughs) I think Pete wanted them. (laughs) I mean, not Pete, the the store manager. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Maybe the store should have bought it first. It's happened to me. Before the store opened. Listen, David versus Goliath. When you came out with that, (laughs) I wanted that cigar so bad. My name is on it. Plus, I wrote a book called Dave and Goliath. And you didn't get any? I, no. I'm like, I went over to the store, months, and months. I'm like, what the hell happened? And they said, oh, it was really good, blah, blah, blah. They sold really <laughs> fast. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And it happened. I think it second. happened twice. Yeah, yeah, it happened twice. And I'm like, can you put it aside for me? I have a David here anyway. Well, but you get now you get the bag. Okay, <laughs> there's some. F- my God, it was it was. Uh, and I'm listen. It's it's not me. We trying to weasel the the cigar from you, but I no, hope you don't get stuck in traffic on the way home. <laughs> that's oh. my- God damn it! I gave him my last bag of cigars. <laughs> no, no, that's my bad. I should have had the foresight to send you. I mean, you wrote the book. So. I wrote the book on yeah. it. And I, I did uh, call you though. Before yes, we you did. Right. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, the after show is coming up uh, for Wednesday. I'm going to bring Nick on. He's going to stay on for we're talking about bringing back old brands mm. uh which i think is going to be part of the pca thing it's just a guess nobody's saying yeah. there is but with uh fda looming and stuff i think the past couple of years they were putting together some old brands and trying to bring them back we'll see if i'm right but you have the so that was um email number two the last box uh very interesting um you didn't like, do anything I, wrong. Yeah, you I buy like it. it when it's for sale. I, they sold it to you. I like hearing stories like that only because it makes me as a retailer feel better that you gear up for a trade. You know, somebody's coming to the store. You saw all your cigars downstairs when you walked in, right? Yeah, you come into the store, you you stock up and you get ready. Somebody's coming. One, you got one box left, and then you're mad at the person that bought it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. All right, number three. following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com with respect to a cry for help. Hmm. I'm asking for your help, not just for me, but for many of your listeners. I will explain my situation, but rest assured, many of your listeners are in the same boat. On top of the 1,500 cigars in my office, I rent a 5x5 climate-controlled storeroom. It would take a while to do the math on how many cigars are in there. What's the problem? I only smoke about five cigars a week, and I can't stop buying them. (laughs) Now, I know it's not in your best interest to help your listeners stop purchasing more than what they could possibly smoke, but I'm playing on your humanity. Please tell me that that ship has not sailed. Signed, Stephen. Cigarsfortroops.org. Yep. Cigarsforwarriors. Cigarsforwarriors.org. Of the ones you don't don't like, and you're doing a nice thing at yeah. the same time. It's a feel good thing mm-hmm. because there's stuff in there, maybe. So yeah. what you're saying, and it's very smart of you, to don't stop buying cigars. No, Just give away that. the ones oh, you have. Negative. Yes, yes, right. And, and because you you know you're going to buy the firecracker, right? Yeah. Every now and then I do a big humidor clean out. You know, send two, three hundred cigars to Cigars for Warriors because nice. I mean. Even for people who've been smoking for a while, you buy stuff, you smoke it for a while, and then you move in another direction. And mostly, I think the blend itself changes too dramatically over the That's years true. where it falls out of your flavor profile. 
I, I know that, it's happened to that me. That has certainly happened where I end up with a box missing one cigar because it's completely different from what I thought I was buying. Interesting. I'm on the wick. I'm down to the wick now. Smoke the wick. The fuse. The fuse. The fuse. The fuse. The fuse. So I'm on it. Is it possible? Wick is from a candle. Yes. Is it possible that when I get down, it got a little stronger when I hit the the fuse? It is possible, but is it possible that we pick a winner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For me, it's email number two. Me too. Two. Yeah, you shouldn't feel bad, and hopefully winning something will make you feel good. Uh, We got to go, too. Okay. Plus, I want his email address so that we can uh, pitch him cigars, because obviously he buys a lot of cigars. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was, that was well, he's awesome. doing the right thing by going to his lo- local brick Absolutely. and mortar, but they're not treating him well. So, I don't know, maybe have a conversation with that guy and let him know how it made you feel. And You know, the, he's the store clerk. Have a conversation with the owner. The mm-hmm. clerk's going to lose his job. You can't I'm not saying you get someone fired, no. but just have a conversation and, uh, you know, maybe yeah, he went too far. The rep you want to pass that email down? So I, I have to take the band off because I'm kissing the band at the same time. I'm, I'm on the fuse, and I'm uh, kissing the band. Especially if the rep is the one who sold him the box. And I mean, it's a girl. <laughs> what kind of madness is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's crazy. But there's crazy stories out there. Oh, the ash finally fell off, too. So, nice. Peter, just shoot me an email with your address uh, or, uh, or shoot it to Barry. I know you know Barry's email address. So uh, shoot him your address, and uh, he'll send you out a prize. Ed Sullivan, I got a short one here. It's going to be uh, three with two tiebreakers just in case, but it's time for the Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. So you can write your answers down. Classic Cigars oh. are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. It's been so long, I don't remember who. Yeah, no, because well, we're just, we're we're just, we'll let Jonathan, I'm pretty sure. No, we'll let Nicholas go first. What's happening? He's the guest. All right, so I'm going I'm to say something to you. You're going to put the date that you think this happened. In, oh. It's the closest without going over for the point. I, I like how you're covering up your be, work. Yeah, don't. Yep. <laughs> Three what are you questions? writing? 2021? What does that mean? So <laughs> if I think the guy's like 62 years old, I could do the math quickly. Oh, wow. 2020. I'm writing. I'm, t- I'm copying. All right. <laughs> so Carl Benz. Of Germany receives the U.S. patent for a gasoline-driven automobile. Carl Benz, you can imagine what car that was. Yes. When did he get the uh, gasoline-driven automobile patent for that vehicle? What year so was that? Right so was the it year closest? closest? Without, without going, going, over. going over. Without going, going over. And without going over is not what you think it is. It's what Dave thinks it is. Yeah. So <laughs> it's without going under. <laughs> That's actually what it is. Good point. Okay. Without going. You, you got it? Did you write it down? Yeah, I wrote it down. All right, what's okay. the year? 1900. 1900, he says, Barry. 1883. 1883. 1875. 1875. Um, my plan- oh, no, you don't get to go. I would have said it 1887. All right, it's 1887 would have won. 1883 will win, though. It's 1894, so Barry will take the point on that. So Darn it, Barry. Barry. And Barrett's is up Wasn't next. Wasn't the Model T in the 1920s? Maybe. Uh, but, but, but Ben's did
Uh, Elvis Presley sings in Indianapolis the last performance of his career before he died. His last performance was in Indianapolis today. What year was that? 79. 1979, he says, Mr. Jonathan. 77. 77. I'm going to say 74. 74. Two points if you get it exact. So somebody got it exact. It was Mr. Jonathan. 77 for two he's, points. He's a big Elvis guy. Come on. Hugger, yeah. hugger, burning love, baby. So you can tie him if you get two points exact. Okay. Uh, or else he's going to win. Barry, one point will get a tie here. I have two tiebreakers if they're needed. No pressure, How many Nicholas? questions are there? Three. Don't ask any <laughs> more questions. Without oh, going, man. But I got tiebreakers in case. All right, all right. So, Mr. Jonathan, it's up to you. Yep. The universal product code, the UPC, is scanned for the first time to sell a package of Wrigley Chewing Gum at Marsh Supermarket in Troy, Ohio, today. On this day, what year? 1951. 51. 73. 73. Good Lord. 1980. 80. Barry will take it at 73. It was 74. Uh, So we have a tie. Thank Thank God we have 37 tiebreakers. We have two tiebreakers, and it's and back over to you, Nick. You're still yeah, in it. Two points. Still in it. Yeah, you still right, in it, it to play. No right, one knows right, why. See, right. the rules are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make any sense at all. All right. They were made great. up as we went along. The American newspaper editor Christopher Latham Scholl was granted a patent this day for the typewriter. The typewriter invented today. What year? What do you got? The typewriter? Yeah. Um, 1870. 1870, says Barry. 1901. 1901. 1799. No. No. Mm. Fail. Mm. Oh, you got a little smoke. I got it. Mm. Dave's showing off his sucking prowess. <laughs> it wins. <laughs> it wins. I like a cigar that stays lit. A couple minutes go by and it ends up staying lit. This is a tough one, though, because there's a lot of high primings. That, unless, you hold an ash, unless you hold an ash on that to protect that ember. What, what, so what causes that, that a cigar stays lit? It's, it's going to be lower. You know, mm. A lot of times thinner tobaccos will stay lit longer. You know, and now uh, the cigar- Seiko, you know, the Charter Oaks would would stay lit longer. The fuse is not. Bur- Besides, the fuse doesn't catch up with the cigar. The rest of it is catching up good. Uh, mine's the fuse is burning. Yeah, mine's been, yeah, mine's been burning. Then again, I wasn't taking a hit all that time. But what? So what's up with the not wanting to? You don't like to relight it. Yeah. No. I'd rather not. <laughs> so I put a cigar down, I walk it's in the too, other room, I come to it. And it's I too feel, inconvenient? Yeah, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like such a winner when I grab the cigar and I, gotcha. and I take a puff and it lights up and I'm like, yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> it's really unlit remorse that he's dealing with. We're going to wrap this up because we're coming up on the, uh, the two hours. That's it. Nick, thank you so much Guys, for coming pleasure. on. Yeah, uh, thanks for letting me be a part of this project. To, anything to say of some special thing coming out or look look for this? Look you for know, that. not at this point in time. Unfortunately, I don't have anything too, too juicy for you guys. Check right. out Foundation Cigars on YouTube. As long as YouTube's still going, we got a great yes. seed to cigar video, which is pretty cool. 
Um, shows the whole process from right. seeds to my hand to finishing cigars. We're going to have some special announcements coming up. All right. Uh, if you're doing nothing on soon. Thursday night at 8 o'clock, look at Clubhouse and, and jump in. You never know what we're talking about. There's been some great surprises. But, we, don't, we don't have anything like, okay, we're going to have this as a guest. Somebody shows up, yeah. and you never know who's going to be there. Sometimes multiple people. It's Thursdays at 8. eight. eight. But... Nick, smoke a cigar, not a pipe, if you're going to show up. Can't Uh-oh. see you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No if I find see, out you're smoking a pipe, it's audio only. I'm, I'm muting your mic. You ever, <laughs> see, you ever see the guys that put the cigars in the pipe and that smoke yes. them? Oh, yeah. Those are yes. the hardcore guys. There it is. Okay, that's it. Next week, 12 ways to spot a fake Cuban cigar. And, oh, yeah, those Cuban cigars you smoke were fake, and we're going to prove it to you next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.